always have an issue. What you finna do? What you finna do? What you what you finna do? What you finna do? Alright guys, I'm back. It's your girl Natasha. Back with another podcast. And this time it's not just hot topics of the week. It's not just the fully wang material. It's not just YBS BFF. It's not the election foolery we did last week. I'm still recovering. <laughs> but this time we have a major, not major, major <laughs> star with us and i'm so excited we've been following his career for i mean we've been this is our 11th year at the ybf.com and we've been following him for 11 years wow so it's it's a big effing deal yes welcome nick cannon wow yeah quite the intro thank you hey i do what i can i mean there's a million things we're going to talk about yeah. i'm not going to just sit here and spit off your bio yeah but let's let's discuss let's get to it I, one i want to say thank you for having me and how much i really appreciate you uh following for the 11 years because i think i've probably followed for 11 years too Aww. and i honestly say i'm i'm a i'm a real fan Love and i that. got some real fan questions for you like oh, i got gosh. like we gonna go in okay good you thought so you you're was not a, you, you thought you was gonna be interviewing me i got questions no, for you uh-uh. too it's no. a real conversation this no. is a real podcast i mean we all know nick cannon has done radio he's done tv he's yeah. done i mean literally everything rapping Somewhat singing sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Acting. on this new thing, yeah. Everything. I mean, like you're a Renaissance man, so you can you can do it all. So child. let's let's get to it. I, so, I'm a, I got a question for you before we kick it off. Oh Are gosh. we gonna go all the way in? No, we're going all the way in. We going. This is so. This is some stuff that people are gonna talk about. Do it. Cause I'm gonna can can I just come out and just say? Cause it? there's some things I got a bone to pick yeah, with you about. Say, I was about to say I don't think YBF fuck with me like that. Okay, so let's you let's know get what? To let's it. go. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> so I wasn't even gonna bring this I, up. I, was just gonna say, I, I wasn't even talk. gonna bring it up. I don't think y'all. I've been watching for. 11 years and I'm like I don't think Natasha that is so fuck with me. funny because I was like, like I'm gonna I'm wait to the end nah, to slide in a question to it right at the top okay cool so I this feel, what happened I've been feeling away for a few okay. years I was like she don't okay. fuck with me okay so this is what happened y'all <laughs> years ago it was damn near like 10 9 10 years ago that I this all this. popped off okay yes. so we've all we like everyone we i started this site because black people aren't talked about yeah. in in hollywood settings and i salute celebrity entertainment yeah. settings so it's like well let's do it ourselves yeah. and stop relying on mainstream media i.e white media i salute you for that i, right. I, re- I recognize from the beginning I, that that's what we were yeah, about yeah, right absolutely. now with that Comes. And you didn't get gossipy. You, we, it wasn't too gossipy. Everything we said was pretty much fact, yes, to be honest. And yes. if it was gossipy, we could back it and up and we were right. that's what I really loved about it when, it when it first jumped off. Right. So, but with that, we like to have fun, too. Right. And if, you know, we're posting red carpet pictures. Right. And somebody turns up looking like fully wang material. <laughs> I do that all the time. We're going to say it. But I promise y'all, it's out of love. Our readers know it's out of love. We're not here to destroy You got careers. nice commenters, too. They don't Yeah, they don't I mean, they're crazy. about their, they, they love, you know, social issues but they love some ratchetry too like yeah and then they check mix. each other when they go too far yes. and stuff that's how i really oh, he, all, he a real fan he all in the comments <laughs> yes <laughs> so we have said one or two or five or ten <laughs> things about if nick walked on this red carpet or two with with the zoot suit or you know like it's the like oversized bag it was always I oversized a, I, I went through a phase early on when i was trying to get my tailor together <laughs> <laughs> 
And I will never forget one time. Maybe we had done it one too many times because <laughs> Nick went on I, Twitter. wasn't even out. I don't even remember where yeah, you put what it. it. Was he just? I think said I had a blog too. I think that's what Something. I was trying to do, and we was trying to create. Like, all right, well, they gonna go at me. We gonna go yeah. at them. Yeah. So was, he said. I don't even know if I wrote it. I think it was one of the guys in my office or something. That's like hilarious. That. Now, mind you, I had never at this time. I had never shown my face. I had never been anywhere. I was keeping a hundred percent under wraps. When yeah. I tell y'all, he went in on me. He went in. <laughs> he was like, "This you football playing ass looking <laughs> linebacker ass." I was like, "What?" <laughs> I what happened? And I was like, "Did that?" I guess that was probably it because I was such a fan beforehand, yeah. and then I still remember that way because you know I, we was doing the media thing so it was like i will i'm i'm a while out you know what hey. i mean i was like let's get and in here's the funny part i've been i've been called some names and whatever and sometimes it hurts my feelings with you for some reason it didn't necessarily hurt my feelings i actually kind of laughed yeah, because to it be was funny, funny. Yeah. it was like was one funny. he's never even seen me before and i think yeah. that right after and that, I, like I, a, I looked for the worst picture <laughs> i could possibly find <laughs> i was like, I, I saw it because i was like nah she's too cute now. <laughs> i was like give me one where it just looked like her hair ain't right. cold and that's like, probably probably <laughs> happened because i was not on my p's and q's at that time but and i remember like a day or two later he came back like y'all I was just joking like I'm a comedian yeah. it's whatever yeah. whatever and I really respected you for that because yeah. you are a comedian and people have to if, like people always tell me if you dish it you gotta be able to take Absolutely. it so I, I respect you for that and we've always been cool since that point uh, it's making sure but, but that's because I recognize like you have your favorites and you have the people that you rock with. I, I was like, okay. And you got the, the couples that you rock with and you support. And it's like, and I was like, I feel I was like, I'm not a favorite. I always feel like a little step kid. Like she, not she, a she, step she, she, kid. Me, she mentioned me when it's like some real substantial big stuff you do. <laughs> like you're like, all right, I got it. Oh damn, this. Nick is he really had, a fan. He, he at the White House. I gotta boy. <laughs> I gotta at least post a picture, but I don't really care if he just walking down the street from damn. Starbucks. Like, so I was like, all right, I gotta see how like is she upset with me? Wow. You know what? It's not that, but I will say this. I will say this. If we don't f with you, if we don't like you, we don't talk about you at all. I don't right, know if right. you've noticed that, but yeah. there's certain people we have blacklisted from the site for just being stupid. Right. I'm not, I don't even say like their names. All the reality. I don't even say their names. A lot of them. Everybody that's blacklisted is a reality star. They're young, black, and fabulous, and they're really not. Exactly. But if we didn't like you, we would not talk about you at all because giving, giving any type of publicity is publicity. Yeah, so 100%. I'm not going to put people on a pedestal if they don't deserve it. Right. But I've always respected your business acumen, and we've pointed that out, Dang. and I talk about that whenever I do interviews on my own. Appreciate it. I do. Mm -hmm. There's a certain people that I, I like their blueprint. It's you. It's Steve Harvey. Um, right. It's Tyler Perry. Um, and it's it's a couple other people. And it's I'll good always say right you. There. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. By the way, I also started doing radio um, with Big Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. on the show every, for four years, wow. every morning doing the entertainment report. And he is obsessed with you. That's so. my guy. That's I like know. a real friend, like someone I I've know. known before both of us were famous. Like, yeah. Just on some just straight West Coast. Just And he taught me so much when I was doing morning radio about how to really go about it and really be revealing, but at the same time, protect yourself and protect your health. Yo, didn't I tell y'all that? In my very first podcast, I said the reason why I love radio so much is because Big Boy taught me without really teaching me, but just in the moment teaching me like when one sense is removed, people can't see you yeah. on the radio. When one sense is removed, you have to overcompensate and yeah. be more revealing because I was so protective of myself. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that doesn't work in radio. Yeah. That's so cool that he's he did that the, for you, too. He's the best at 
making you feel like you know him but still keeping his private life private oh my god yes you know what i mean like he does he'll he'll give you everything about him and how he's feeling he'll cry on there he'll laugh on there he'll say things like, i can't believe you said that but he'll never cross the line where he'll ever offend his family right. or go you know what i mean and that's uh, people don't understand how difficult this job is to actually get on this mic and and not just entertain but be a real person and that that's a lot of pressure that comes with it, especially nowadays when people are commenting back and forth. And not, like before, you might just say something in, to the atmosphere, and you know, hopefully, you felt like it resonated. Now they letting you know, yo, you was out of pocket for right. that. Or you just, and it's like immediately, yeah. So to be able to say, I am who I am, and I'm unapologetic about that, and then be able to receive whatever criticism or opinions come back, uh, that's that's some weight. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a small world. It really is. Uh, so tell me more about who who inspires you. We got Big Boy. Who who are who is Nick Cannon looking up to? Oh, I mean, so many people. But it got. I I don't want to get sound like an old head too much. But it comes like people like Harry Belafonte, yeah, Dick Gregory, Quincy Jones, people that have affected culture. You know what I mean? People that have come before us that truly make a difference or have made a difference. People don't know like you know Harry Belafonte is one of the main people responsible and and founders and funders of the civil rights movement mm -hmm. you know he was one of the first to put his money where his mouth is as a strong black man introduce martin luther king to john f kennedy you know what i mean like things like that to where but he was the first person to ever go platinum you know what i mean mm. so to sell a million records with deo you know or you know right. like it's it's all of that stuff to where you know we all know what russell simmons has done with the hip-hop culture we all know what quincy jones has done with jazz and film and all you know like those are the people that i say man they affected culture and it wasn't about how hot they were this year or it wasn't about what they did you know when they were 30 it's like they got a strong body of work you watch those gentlemen go from you know early 20s to 50s right quincy jones produced thriller when he was 50 you know what i'm saying like it's like you, know, you think about right. it like that like it's it's i i aim uh to be uh, those type of gentlemen. It makes sense now. Yeah. It does. They cross different platforms, different mediums. It it makes sense. Yeah. So speaking of mediums, you Wildin' Out is coming up on twelve years. Yeah, that's crazy. Jeez. <laughs> I remember first season. I used to watch it religiously. That's like a, I remember first seasons like that. What, what are we doing that. with this? I'm, I know you're still on, but what yeah. are we doing? How long? It's how much growing. longer are we going? Yeah, they they calling it like the I've surpassed in living color. Like that used wow. to be my goal. And then like now it's like yo, it's like it's the new SNL and it's crazy. It's like a lot of the kids start on Wild and Out end up on SNL. Very true. So cool. like, give me some give me some names. Uh Pete Davison. Okay. That's a kid that I discovered who's been doing uh great right now. Taryn Killam, the dude who did all the impressions. Uh Mikey Day, his first season. A lot of the writers uh uh go on. And then obviously people that, you know, from Cat Williams to Kevin Hart, yes. D. Ray Davis, Atheon Crockett, all of these people started on this show. And now, you really are the new and living color. <laughs> yeah. So and it's and then not even to mention a lot of the hip hop artists that we broke, you know, for a long mm -hmm. time. Wild and Out was the only place you could see people perform on MTV. It was the first place you saw Kanye West perform on MTV. You know, mm -hmm. he didn't have it before he got to the point where he was performing yeah. at the awards and stuff. But Wild and Out was that first place. Lil Wayne, like you know what I mean? Because there was no hip hop 
in the early 2000s, like a show that you could have a performance on because they wasn't letting them perform on TRL. So it was like we were that place so people could come and get down uh, and do a performance. So we've done a lot of stuff and we're going to keep going. So what 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 is the next level for Wild and Out other than just television? Are we going to do tours? Are we going to do a yeah. movie? Because, I mean, Kevin Hart got stand-up comedies in the movie theaters. Like, yeah, yeah. what can we do? We're doing a lot of stuff. All that stuff's come my way. We just we actually did a spinoff of the show this summer. We did Wild and on tour. Oh, and we that's went right. to that's all right. of the colleges. That's right. And it's been selling out. I mean, we had a show here in, in the city at the NYC Arena that sold out two sh- We had to add a third show last weekend just because... Because at first we was like, oh, it's a college brand. The kids love it. Then now all every all ages are coming. So out. what is the demo? So I, you know what? I consider it the MTV demographic, okay. but it's gone beyond that because, like you said, we've been on since the early 2000s. Right. So people grew up with. So even right. the those people who might have been teenagers now have their own kids. It's amazing how how long it's going. So we're doing restaurants. I'm doing wilding out sports bars and comedy clubs. Oh, we're doing board games. So yes. it's 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 real. That merchandise is that coin. Yeah, that's why I brought it back. To be honest, I was like, yo, I left so much money on the table. Yes. Let me go back and get it, and then to give a lot of these young, talented people an opportunity. There's so much going on in the digital space, but they never get that opportunity to shine on television. So I kind of wanted to bridge those two worlds as well. By the way, I love Darren Brand. He's hilarious. Let me tell you right? why. Because we, I spoke at uh, Alonzo Mornings. Um, he has like a foundation, and he does something with kids every every few months. And right. so he had a few of us come and speak to the kids and do this. Yo, Darren is insane. He had me <laughs> dying. Like, I didn't even know who he was. Swinging them dreads. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that just shows you how much talent is out here. And you would just never know if it wasn't for shows like Wild yeah, and Out. Yeah, yeah. He is, he's one of the best, especially even when it comes to the stand-up. He's funny on Wild and Out, but his stand-up is a beast, too. Really? See, I didn't even know he did stand-up. Yep. See how modest he is? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so tell me about your music. Yeah. Uh, Today's a big day. Tell them why. The gospel of Ike Turnup. <laughs> my side of the story. Uh, and it's honest. I mean, it's my most honest, my most true, my most unapologetic work. And it's R&B. I'm singing. Who knew? I'm singing. I mean, you know, like, I always dabbled in it, but it wasn't. And I have to, I, I got to credit cats, like, Bryson, Drake. Mariah. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, I would never be that level of singer. I'm saying, I'm saying I credit these guys who I know I sing better than. <laughs> that I was like, yo, if they can get out there and sing. I know. Shade. I mean, I, but it's just in that sense because I respect, I'm a fan of their work. But yeah. It's like, if yo, they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. I was like, I've been doing this. I just didn't bring it to the forefront. You know what I mean? I was more like, yo, tuck my backgrounds and put Omarion on the hook. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, even though I'm the one that wrote it and sang it originally, I was like, oh, wow, I could have sang it myself the whole time. Yeah. So... I, those guys have opened doors and been able to express themselves as artists. And I was like, yo, I got to get back into it. So I was like, I'm going to just put out an R&B record. And especially because in my life, because everybody's always talking about, you know, my personal life and whether it's gossip. And no one ever gets the story 100% accurate. So I was like, yo, this is a perfect opportunity for me to display myself as an artist, get through everything that I'm going through in a therapeutic sense, but then actually tell my side of the story. Well, tell your side, sir, and we you know what it. I'm about to get to. We about to go, because this is what you think about it. Let's always say people, and I, well, the reason why I chose Ike Turnup as my mm-hmm. as my nomenclature and moniker. And you're also him for Halloween. Yes, yes. Is <laughs> because I feel like people are so quick to turn people into villains. That's and true. you don't get the opportunity to hear, even if they are villains, if they did something horrible, I, 
Ike Turner died of heartbreak. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he was he was the the villain. Mm -hmm. And it's like I never heard his story. I know at one point Ike and Tina made some great music together. And you they know? probably were very much in love. Yeah, at one you point. know. And and there's so many things, especially today. I think as as an example to these young men out here, we got to show that we're human and that people can be rehabilitated, people can be reformed, people can be remorseful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have done some horrible things in my life, and but I've grown because of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've, I've, and, and it's made me a better man to say, there's no problem saying I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't understand. I was fearful. Yeah. I was vulnerable. I acted out. My ego did that. Uh, and to be able to say that, people don't get that opportunity, so it stays bottled up, and and nobody gets over it. So it's like I feel like this is an opportunity for me to say, hey, yeah, I've I've done some things. I've done, and every song comes from the perspective of of I'm I'm speaking for the guys. I'm speaking for the the villains, but I'm doing it in a way where I'm saying like it's cuffing season. I understand. I want to mm -hmm. come home. Can I come home? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Let can me. you? Who, who are you? Who's Nick Cannon coming home to? Because we've heard some things. Hey, I still can't figure it out. Okay, uh-uh, we not, that's no. A, that's okay, let's problem. talk about this. Nope. Let's get to it. Nope. So there's who a song. Should I, who should I be going home to? You know what? Here's the thing. I we, we talked about this on last week's podcast about if we believe in being with exes. Right. I personally do not believe in that not in the good, least bit. Right? I don't think that allows you to grow, you know? So what are we doing, Nick? Because <laughs> from last I checked, you no, and Christina Milian are very close again. But see, you Have know reconnected. what? Very close. That's a that's someone I see now. If I were to jump back into that situation, mm -hmm. as a, I don't think we neither one of us would grow. We've grown so much individually, but I don't right. think we would be able if we tried to figure that out. So I value her as a person, and I feel like she's she's evolved and grown so much mm -hmm. since we were together. Uh, that all I can do now is be there for as someone who's truly a, a friend, a, a real friend. Well, how long has it been? Has it been Man. ten years? Yeah, over. Oh God, Love Don't Cost a Thing was like my favorite. Every time it comes on, I watch it. Like I just love it so much. That's what's um, up. Yeah, damn, it's been ten years. She's I'm old. She, we did a song together. It's, it's called uh, Sweet Tina. Mm -hmm. See, I'm Ike. She Tina. Mm -hmm. <laughs> on that record. I have, a, I have a few different Tinas on this. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's no chance of no of a real reconciliation love-wise. I'm going to just give it to you like this. I will never be in a relationship again. What? Never. Sir. Ever. No. I'll never do it. Now, okay, I understand if you say I never want to be married again. i never But saying a, I'm too, a relationship. I'm too broken. I can't. It's, I got too many, too many Why issues. Why are you so broken? You had an amazing relationship. Just because it doesn't last forever doesn't I think it has, a, it has a lot to do with that. It has a lot to do with that. It has a lot to do probably with my health and my concept on, okay. on life. I want to just so be, short. Yeah, you know, like I want to be the best me I can be every day. And I feel like to be responsible for someone else's heart and emotions is a big task, especially mm -hmm. when you have, like my kids are my number one priority. Mm -hmm. And so I want to give them even just that energy and the and, and the most I can possibly give them when it comes to the vibrations. You only have so many vibrations. So if mm. you can't really, you can't spread it too thin. And if people don't really understand that, it's, it's you know I mean, because to, to love a woman, that takes a lot. It does. It takes a whole lot. And, and I don't want to, I don't ever want to do anything halfway because I am a hopeless romantic. That's my issue. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my beautiful contradiction because I love love so much and I love all the fairy tale aspects of it. I mean, like me and Mariah had the most amazing fairy tale situation. Yes. But that, you know, a lot of that stuff can be a lot of surface when you got to really dig down and get 
to the stuff to where you like, you know, you're responsible for that person. That's mm -hmm. a union. That's a bond. You guys have become one. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Hmm. It's not worth it. It is if that depending on what you want out of life. I feel like I've probably been placed on this earth to to spread my energy more than just to 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 have it be confined with one person. And I feel like different hmm. I feel like some people like just we'll put we'll put it in layman's terms. A relationship is supposed to make you better. Right. You know what I mean? You're supposed to grow from it. Right. Every time I've been in a relationship, I don't feel like it's made me better. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I and and I feel so I I feel like, like I let myself down too because mm. I put all of this into it and then I didn't get anything in return. And then, except for someone who's angry at me and someone who has animosity and that. hate towards me. So I was like, why do I keep doing this to myself? You're giving so much and I'm not getting anything yeah, in return. And, or I'm getting negativity in return. Yeah, it's not worth like, that. That's, that's crazy. Wow. Do you think that just means it's not the right person? Everybody says that. So that's what you never you never say never. Yeah, yeah, all right. But, <laughs> but <laughs> So scratch everything but, he just said no, about no, never being. But I don't believe that because it's like it has not worked for me. I just don't think I'm designed that way. Like I want it and I think that's probably the issue. Like I want it too much. Like you ever you read ever read that book of mice and men that they used to make us read in school with Lenny and he like it was like Lenny and George and Lenny loved he loved so hard uh -huh. that it became an issue for him. He wanted mm. to pet the rabbits and yeah. he killed the rabbit. He wanted to touch the pretty girl and like it was, he didn't yeah. understand. Like, I have that strong love. I have that, I had that, to me, I was like, I got that same kind of love and passion that, that Tupac had, that Prince had. Like the way mm -hmm. they just, you could tell how much they just valued women. And like, I just love a woman's conversation. I love sitting here with you, like the, I, that mm -hmm. type of vibration, like, I love that on so many different levels that I can't, it, it's hard for me to, to go without that. And mm -hmm. it, it, to me, it's not really, a, it's not a sexual thing. It's just, it's more like respecting the woman, specifically the black woman as a goddess. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and just all that she like, has to go through. Yes. And I, I think that's, Preach. The, I think like to seeing my mom, seeing my grandmother, uh, it's just like, I have so much reverence and I've seen I've seen dudes treat them dirty. Yep. I've seen dudes treat them the best they could possibly treat them. You know, uh, growing up in poverty and, and still and not letting me feel the effects of it in a, in a real way, like that type of stuff. I I I value it in at such a high level that when it comes to searching for myself, I'll never be able to find what I'm looking for. I do have a friend that refuses to have children for that reason and you know really? i don't I, it took me years to understand because i think like i even tear up when i think about it because i just know she would be the most amazing mother right and i'm like how what do you mean you don't want kids you don't want marriage <laughs> and she said because i i love too hard yeah. and i don't think i can handle not yeah. having my kids or if something happens or if something happens to my husband or my kids or i i will die yeah that's like i've man i've had so many depressed nights uh because I love my children so much and not being able to understand, like, do they understand how much I love them or that I can't mm -hmm. be there? And, and it's in a sense to whether, you know, I, I look at it in the same way. I mean, as if someone who's uh, in the military or someone whose parents, you know, we've all dealt with situations where dad may have to work seven days a week and you only see him a couple hours or some people, you know, I didn't grow up with a father in the household uh, for the majority of my life. So, um 
I understand it, but I always wanted to be able to be with my kids every step of the way. Right. And that type of separation, like having to having to drop your kids off is probably some of the like worst pain Aww. ever. You know what I mean? Like and it's not even cause you're feeling it, but then you see the effects on them. And then uh. you never want them to be unhappy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like to see, and especially because, you know, they're at an age now, they'll be six soon. So they Gosh. understand so many different things. So it's a, but again, I feel like it made me stronger as a young kid. And, and I kind of talked to them in the same way that my parents dealt with me. So I think, you know, thank the Lord, I have some highly intelligent, strong, loving children that kind of get, you know, that their life isn't normal, but they get it and they understand. So you grew up with your father in your life. Um, yeah, in a sense, you know, I, I think that affects things. I think, I that think my father's presence was there, even though he wasn't there. What And his mother raised me. Okay. So, um, he was always, you know, I get phone calls everywhere, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, cause my parents had me when they were teenagers. Right. So my mom had to go off and, you know, she went and got her life together and two and three jobs and, uh, school trying to figure it out. My dad went to actually be a minister and you know college and seminary and all of that in North Carolina and you know so he went he went to college my mom went to work and his mom you know kind of jumped in and helped out um and then between that growing up I was kind of shipped all around you know depending on my behavior (laughs) um so do you think that affects because I want to ask you about that the the song about a baby's mother do you think that affects how you how your relationships with women and kids and and babies and 100% yeah. I mean I, even before we get to that record I'll go all the way back to a record that I feel like is probably one of the most powerful records I've ever made uh and it's actually saved lives uh called Can I Live yeah that was about my mom and my dad and even to this day but the the story goes is that you know my mom went all the way to the abortion clinic you know, wow. to, to you know, not have me. She wasn't and then ready. she said, yeah, she was a teenager. She was in high school. And then she said a, a voice spoke to her and said that she's supposed to have this child. I was like, that was my voice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. like it's me. But I was like, can I live? And then, you know, and like, I'm not pro-life. I'm not pro-choice. I'm not, you know, I was like, I'm pro-Nick. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just, I, I'm not really trying to uh, be political with the statement. I was just no, sharing my story. But in that sense, it like, it affected that single mother. Like, people don't understand what, what women have to go through. Nope. You know, and like, what it takes to be a mother. So, I, I value any woman that has to make any decision you know what i mean like men we don't have to we it don't matter what what the news is when it comes to us we even if you're not happy about it you're not going through what that woman is right. going through you know what i'm saying and and ultimately i would life is beautiful anytime a life comes into this world i'm gonna celebrate it hmm. so baby on the way yeah you like that segue <laughs> uh-huh so we did discuss an alleged story where Nick's alleged ex was pregnant. First of all, let's start there. Ex, I don't have any. My last ex was Mariah Carey. People always, tra- I, but they said it was from your very distant past. They always try to like everybody's automatically my ex. That's the one thing I always read. This Nick's ex, this ex. I don't have any exes. I've never been now, in a relationship you, again. Now there's Salita Ebanks. There's some people. Well, I mean, if you could, yeah, be, that's what I said. 
pre-Mariah, I got a couple. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, people automatically want... Like, if I gave you a ring, I'll consider you an ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, I, I, I will go there. Um, okay, well, so you're saying that this is completely a falsified story, or is it something you put out to promote this, this single? That would be genius, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be genius? Shocker. <laughs> Shocker that an artist would do that. You gotta manipulate the media before mm-hmm. the media manipulates you. you. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly... Um, it's going back to the reason why I made this music. It's therapeutic for me. I've been going through a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talk about it on the album. And uh, the timing just actually worked out in such a way that it, it, it makes it easier for me to talk about. Because one of the issues that I do have quite often is that when I do interviews and I talk to people and I'm, they're promoting America's Got Talent and Wild mm-hmm. Out, they want to talk about my personal life. And the people that I work with and work for get really upset because I'm an open book. I have no problem sitting oh. and talking about it. But there's like, you spent 40 minutes talking about this. And I was like, this is what they asked me. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that now I can make music as an artist and share these real stories and these things that I'm going with, like, you know, that that Baby on the Way song, it was me coming from the heart. You know what I mean? Do you have a third baby on the way? Why it got to be a third? That <laughs> because like you, a have fraction. you have two kids. You have that two song, kids. I made the song for a reason. That, that, it's real. It's real. And it wasn't a gimmick. In it. And it was, when I made that song, it was, no one hadn't, they knew nothing about the situation. The people I was writing was like, like, yo, why would you make a song called Baby on the Way? I was like, man, I'm feeling this right now. <laughs> I'm feeling like fuck what these haters gotta <laughs> say. It's time to celebrate. We got a baby on the way. Like and people, like, and people start asking questions. Like, Wait, what is he what? talking about? What? <laughs> My mama calling me. And, nah, but it's like you know, and we deal with these situations, and and I and you gotta be respectful for everybody involved uh-huh. because and and that's the thing. I don't want people to just feel like you know, like I, I don't have any jump offs in my life. I, like everybody that I deal with are people that have been in my life for a very long time that right. I value. Uh, and and Brittany Bell is a beautiful spirit. Yeah. Like, probably like one of the most amazing people and most purest people that I've ever met. Uh, and we we have a friendship. Like, when did y'all meet? It's a, it's such a crazy story. Uh, years and years and years. Like pre Mariah, like, pre yeah, it's like yeah. it's one of those like serendipitous type of I things where somebody yeah. we actually both were from San Diego, California. Okay. And like. Our families grew up like in the same projects and same area, like stuff like that. Like, but it was never known. Yeah, it wasn't even like, yo, that was somebody I value. Like, she's like, when I tell you, she's somebody that honestly is so spiritually focused mm-hmm. and was always someone like a, a rock for me when I was going through it. Was like someone who really just like was like would give me biblical advice. You know what I mean? Like, yo, make sure you get to your word and read this. Or the Lord put this on my spirit. So it was, I was so respectful of her. And then you get into situations, especially mm-hmm. after once I become single again and all of those things. And it's like, and it wasn't like we were, we, it was always from afar. We was never really close, but I would see, it's like, dang, what you doing here? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, one, like when I say it's like, yeah, one it's thing led to another one night. Yeah, you know. Are we ever gonna see like because you like like we were just talking about you are the ultimate dad like you are super dad and one thing that our readers love about you is that no matter what's going on in your life or Mariah's life y'all always co-parent flawlessly so it seems as though you know parenting and your kids are an extreme not just a priority like the priority the priority so is that gonna be the same are we gonna see that this this new child no matter how many children I have. The Lord said, "Be fruitful and multiply." Uh, no, I'm doing God's work out here. <laughs> no purpose of life. 
to get out here. If that's how you want to put it, sir. <laughs> put it, hey, we are here to populate. So, no, but honestly, I mean, that's what it is. It's truly about loving your your offspring in a way that that's what that's what life is about, leaving a legacy. So, um, and and the fact that I've been blessed to be able to be in a situation where I can I can provide for my family oh, people and, and on so many levels. So why not do that to the best of my ability? And I think my my youthful spirit, the idea that I love to have fun, I love kids. I mean, I've been an advocate for the youth since I started, you know, yeah. from the Nickelodeon day. So I think I have I have a great rapport with, with, with young kids. people. So are you still the chair at Nick? Yeah, yeah, the chairman. I love that. <laughs> yeah. We just had the Halo Awards. It actually airs uh-huh. on the twenty seventh. And you had a Mohawk? Yeah, purple Mohawk. For the kids. That's like, you know, we we turn up for the kids. Like I, I feel like they expect me to be wild and crazy and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, so it's good. Hmm. Okay. Getting so, all into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see this new baby. I think I mean I, I love you as a dad, so I think it'll Thank be fine. I want more kids. I always said I wanted five kids by the time I'm forty, so I gotta get popping. With who? Because you don't want a relationship. That, that's the thing. It is quite different. <laughs> I have no. I might adopt. You never know. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? I just. I, I love kids so much, but I. Uh, I feel like being able to have, and again, looking up to people like Quincy Jones and you know, yeah. Dick Gregory got nine kids. You know what I mean? Like I feel like these are great men, and yeah. they have great children. Like I just, I, I would love to have some more kids, but it have to be in a relationship or a situation where someone understood. That's and I love professional women. Women, I'm prof- a little traditional. I need like a, yeah, see, I don't, I've tried that. Yeah, I know. I've tried that, and I gave him my all. Yeah, and it's just like I, I'd much rather if if I could meet a woman who's like, yo, I'm career focused, but I want a kid. I love you. I respect. We have the same values. Boom, boom, like, let's figure and it see, out. I've said this on the podcast before. I'm I'm not traditional in most things, but when it comes to family, for some reason, I really am. But I, that that's that's still a family. Like when you think about yeah. okay, think about your Thanksgiving that's coming up, right? It, which is child, it's, it's a friendsgiving. Be, it, yes, that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna go every, but it's gonna be your your uncle gonna have a, a son that's gonna yeah. show up. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's always random. It's gonna be, but yeah. it's gonna be a house full of people who yeah. love one another. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? And that's even like even right now, I'm still trying to figure out just based off of travel, because uh, you know my my flights are all over the place. But I'm trying to make sure that I could be with rock and roll at the same time, but still be with my immediate family. My grand, you know, my where grand, are they? Are they still in California? San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's like you know, this will be the first. Uh, Thanksgiving that uh, my grandfather, who was technically like my father, was no longer with us. So mm. I want to be there for my grandmother. Uh, so I'm still trying to figure it out. And then I got to be at the Bayou Classic on Friday. Child. And we're <laughs> both from New Orleans. Yeah. So. so I'm trying to move around. But it's like the thing is, like, yo, I want to be able to be there for every, especially during the holidays. So you're hosting the uh, like the Greek show, right? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, is Bobby F getting up in this because we we're trying to go? You need to. Okay, we're gonna yeah, hit you I think, up. You know, I think my stuff is more focused with the the. I think they got me doing something with the battle of the bands too. The I like yeah. drumline thing. So. Yeah, Greek shop. Yeah, yeah. So so okay. I, I did it the first time when drumline came out, and I haven't been back since. Oh, okay. So I love drumline. Yeah. Were you really feeling that remake? Be real. Be honest. This, you want to hear it with the truth? And this is I was so disappointed. Oh my god, me too. This was not supposed to be a movie. This oh, okay. was supposed to be a special for the television series. If you watch how that's broken down, that that I I created Drumline the TV series, and that was the whole goal. And then because whatever was going on with the higher ups at the network at the time, they were like, okay, so we're gonna air it as a movie, and then and I was like, nah, I thought this was gonna be the first episode, mm. and, then we're gonna get, and that if you watch how it's broken up, it's they 
kind of pushed it together. And that was disappointing to me as a producer because one, even if there was an opportunity to make a sequel in the theaters, you guys just kind of tainted that. Okay. And the whole goal and focus was like, yo, let's make Drumline the TV show. That's what I was producing. That's okay. what I pitched. Okay. And you guys turned it into Drumline 2. And that's why, that's one, I wasn't it. I made a cameo in an episode. Right. It wasn't supposed oh. to be in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, that, and that's why we, I felt like we had some really dynamic and unique and rich characters mm -hmm. that could go on and like, be, and, and it's funny because now I see BET has a show that's all about the yard. The yard. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that's what we was trying to do. Right. We did it first if y'all would have just Drumline listened. Drumline is classic. So I definitely agree. Like I, I think we could have. I mean, everybody who was involved in the process of making it and being creative, I think, did a great job. It's how the network handled it and made and, and gave a different perception to the audience thinking that they were about to see Drumline too, and that's not what it was. It was Drumline, the TV series. So now that you're you've you've been around that world for a few a few times, and <laughs> Once you know, or twice. yeah. So how do you fit now that you're back at Howard as a student? Mm. Do you think that you would ever go Greek? I, I that you, that takes time and dedication. Absolutely. And I'm such an individual that I would. Oh, he me fi me. <laughs> I am me fi me all day, <laughs> and because. I got I got businesses I gotta run, but that's uh, Greekdom. That's what it's I about. I respect it. I even because it's funny. My uh, younger brother is actually at Howard with me. Yeah. At the same time, he's older than you though. Technically, yeah, yeah, technically <laughs> he's a junior. But he was talking about pledging, and I was like, do that. Like right. you got the time, and I salute it. I think you should do it, and it's a. I understand the bond and the brotherhood. Right. And, but me personally, where I'm at in my life, I can't. It's it's an impossible timeline. Yeah, and they they've all they've been trying to recruit me and like, man, I I just couldn't do what it. What about honorary? See, and I don't want to do anything honorary. Oh, if I'm okay. gonna do it, I want to do it for real. Yeah, I want to really. Because then they don't give you the respect. That's true. <laughs> I am Greek, so I can attest to that. <laughs> um, I will say though, Greeks Greeks that is what, and given most people do go undergrad, so when once you graduate and you're an adult. Most people that you see out front and center, the politicians, the businessmen, the people that are successful are Greek. Yeah. And so there's a reason there's why. There's strong values in it. Yeah. I understand it 100%. So I think you would be an asset. Just yeah. FYI. <laughs> okay, good to know. I'm just hold down Howard. H -U. Do you ever just hang out on the yard? Yeah, all the time. Me and my brother, we just be over there chilling sometimes, especially in between classes. What? Cause yeah, if I got it like I have like an eight o'clock class and the next one ain't till like eleven or twelve, I'm just be chilling in the yard. Like at the Delta Tree, yeah. just chilling. Yeah, love it. <laughs> uh, do you? Okay, so I was in Michelle Obama's press pool. Yeah, I said it. Uh, I was in Michelle Obama's stunt. press pool. Stun on him. Um, like a, a month or so ago, when, when she surprised the Howard students. Yeah. And you came out. You were surprised to us. We didn't even know. They didn't even tell us where we were going. Oh. They wow. just called up certain media and they were like, "Hey, Michelle Obama wants you in her press pool for." this date can you come to dc hell yeah <laughs> so get to dc and get up in the it's like it, it, that has always been one of my dreams so it's like wow i'm like in the van the caravan yeah, and then we get it. to howard it's like oh she's surprising students at howard yeah. and nick cannon comes out as well as seth meyer yeah, yeah. and so that was just really a cool event how, how do you feel about working with michelle obama in that kind of way it's awesome i mean the most phenomenal first lady, the most phenomenal first family in American history. Let's just start Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Uh, but let's go all the way back to 2007. Um, I was a surrogate for them. And I'm not, a, I'm, I actually hate the two-party political system. I've noticed. Uh, 
but I needed to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and if you remember during that time, uh, uh, Barack Obama was an outsider. Yeah, he was the, he was the Bernie Sanders mm -hmm. of 2007, and nobody believed that he could do it. And I remember being in like South Carolina in a Best Western, and there in the room next door to me. You know what I mean? Like just regular, like yo, what, being in the lobby in the morning. You, could you pass me the butter, Miss Obama? You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, not no. They, I don't think none of us really thought it was really gonna happen. Right. You know what I mean? We was, it was just a movement to be like, yo, this is gonna be the first black president. Like it was that movement. And then when it started to get real, two thousand eight, I'm like, yo, this is really happening. Yeah. Uh, and you and I watched the change, but. They have remained the same people mm. from when we was in the Best Western, chilling, no secret service, to who they are today. I love that. Do you feel, I know you caught a lot <laughs> of flack for the things you said in certain interviews about <laughs> not voting for the president in the, in the most recent election. You did say you voted for the local. Yeah, and I did, this is my thing. Politicians. I always say, I'm responsible for what I say, not for what people understand. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to how the media manipulates things and how they can put it out there. Which, and when I say the media, I'm not talking about like there's a guy behind the desk controlling everything. It's just mm -hmm. the the way our system is set up. People that are our, our, our attention span, all those things. You you we talk in sound bites, and that's what I'm saying. I I can get in political discourse with the best of them, but what's the point of that? What are we really trying to accomplish? I'm really trying to make a difference and a change in this community. That does start with local Absolutely. government. Absolutely. But that doesn't get out there and talking about who you voting for and all of your views. That's it's not about that. It's about we care, if you care about people, care about people. It's a, it's very simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you really want to to make your community a better place, then do it. Don't talk about it. And I'm one of those people like you can have all the opinions about me, but voting doesn't change oppression. Movements, right. organization does. Understanding the law mm -hmm. changes things. But let me ask you this. Can you do both? Absolutely. I never told if you anything I said is radical as my statements are. I never said don't vote. Mm -hmm. You never heard me say that. Right. If that's what you want to do. Right. That's just, I, I value that right. I value my voting right so much that I'm not just going to give it away to somebody that you put in front of me and tell me that's my choice. Because clearly right. that's not my choice if this is what you gave me. So I guess where, where people have an issue, yeah, I do think that people misunderstood and thought, oh, he's just saying don't vote. But Never we, said it. We start, I was researching mm -hmm. today, like, I don't see him saying that. So I had my team sending me what they were talking about, and it really was you saying, oh, I'm voting for the things that affect me directly. Yeah. Um, and I'm skipping over president. Where my issue with that and I comes just think in. It wasn't, it wasn't even about skipping. I just said, I'm not supporting neither one of those candidates. Okay. I got calls from both of their offices trying to get me to do a lot of the things that I did do with the with, Obama. Uh, Obamas and you know I was you know even with the Nickelodeon aspect of kids for president I'm involved in all of that stuff but mm -hmm. I was like I'm gonna step back because I don't I don't support neither one of them and I don't support I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican mm -hmm. and I feel like neither one of those parties speak to the black community and I will never support either one of those par uh, parties until they start to deal with the issues that are really affecting us. This criminal justice reform that needs to actually happen. This public school system, the way that the, the systemic mindset of a young black man from the day that he is born, they already know where he's going. Mm -hmm. And 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 the fact, preschool to prison pipeline. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's like how and you know, privatized prison, the prison industrial complex, all of this stuff is real. Legalized slavery, but nobody's talking about that. But it's a it, big issue. But nobody wants 
because it's, it's so much money. Like and you, you saw said, that the stocks went up. Yeah. And the privatized prisons uh, of right after did. the election. Of course he did, because look who the commander in chief mm-hmm. is. He's so, he trying to lock us all But up. see, this is where my issue comes in. It's like, yes, look who our commander in chief is. And had we, and I understand what you're it saying. It would have been the same I get thing. It. You think it would have been the same thing? Give me with my her? racism in my face. I hear you, but here's a here's a here's the issue though. Don't you feel that now people dealing with it? Now people, sometimes people, if Hillary would have been the president, be like, oh, it's happy. No, it would have been the same shit. But doesn't he control certain aspects? He's he's threatening to control you, certain things in states. Absolutely. Do you see the, all the things that through because of money that Hillary supported? Even when you think about the stuff like Planned Parenthood, let's just start there. Well, I'm and a the, fan of Planned Parenthood. I hear you, <laughs> but then we're gonna go back to the whole "Can I Live" thing. I appreciate, but yes. but just the the idea and the foundation that Planned Parenthood was built on mm-hmm. is about controlling a race of people. And contro- is it controlling or providing? The original idea. Now, maybe the people there now are really some nice people that want to make sure women have all the essential tools that mm-hmm. they need. I understand that, but. The if if you do the research, mm-hmm. it was the idea that there's too many black people out here having babies. We need to control this. I hear you. I think it's <laughs> you a conspiracy theory. I, I think okay. it's a conspiracy theory. There's there's documented statements. They do two percent two percent of what they do is abortions. That can't be no, no, their foundation. About, that's what I said. The, uh, their I original don't, I don't believe what Planned Parenthood. I believe the organization of Planned Parenthood today is a strong organization mm-hmm. that supports the community. I'm talking about what it was built on. Okay. Uh, and just that idea of, to me, gentrification and genocide is a very thin line. Yeah, uh, and and that's again. I, I I'm probably putting on um, my pro black hat a little too tough. Mm-mm, you're good. Uh, uh, but I I don't think this system was designed for us, and I believe we're it's a it's been an uphill battle from the beginning. We came to this land as property. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it it's never it's never been the land of opportunity for us. The fact that we've overcome and done so many remarkable things speaks to our royalty. Speaks to our power. Uh, but to try to operate into this system like they're, they're, it's, they're not, nobody's checking for us. Nobody's speaking for so us. So did you consider, because you have a bigger voice than, say, me and everybody else out here, did you consider when they did reach out to you, okay, so back up. Bob Johnson, the founder of BET, did you see what he said the I other did. day? I did, and he said that I, I co-signed that 100%. It's the same thing I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> that's why I hear you. He said that, that we have, black people should say we have no permanent friends, we only have permanent interests. So we exactly. shouldn't automatically give our vote to people. Now so my I issue, saying. I had an issue with Hillary as well. I didn't even vote for her in the primary. I voted for Bernie. But I do feel like once we're in the 11th hour of that's this a, election. Pick your oppressor. And let's do that. But you have a voice to go in and say, Hillary, you called me up and you want my help. And she's going to lie to me this. to my face like she's lying to everybody else. why do you think else? that it's going, like, why can't we try? that's what politics are. They're lies. So that's going to be the case for any politician. Any True. of them. True. That's a, you know, I got to a Why didn't you feel like I, it was that for Obama? I did. I did. Okay. I got to. And that's probably why I wasn't invited to the BET party. <laughs> I wasn't either. I didn't even like, watch. I was pissed. <laughs> because you know what? There has been issues and things that I was like, I can't rock with that. Like I, I've spoken up quite a bit on some like yo, I because but what I understand and he is not, he's not the ple- president of Black America. Right. He's the president of all America. But there was a lot of times where we needed him to to step in, 
and he's done some amazing things. That's one thing I never want to discredit. Right, what right. he's done specifically for the black community yes. and what he will or things that trickle do. down for the yeah. black community. And you know, my brother's keeper and all some yep. amazing things that I feel like he's going to continue to do. But I was probably outspoken a lot of times too, where I felt like he was a politician in a lot of situations. You don't think he had to? Yeah, and that's why I could never be in politics because I'm too. I'm. I'm a keeper too. Or you real. go be a congressman where they actually do. But even that enact laws they and do, things like that. And I respect that. But even that, like I rather if I, God has blessed me with money and opportunity, I rather get, I rather build hospitals, I rather Love build that. schools, I rather go like I, that's where that's what I'll do. And that, see, I don't you're play the type of person when Republicans are talking about we need to give the money and the power to the people. You're the type of person that they're allegedly talking about, <laughs> but that's not who they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it never trickles down. No, but that. But that's like to me, like I feel like I want to make as much money as I possibly can so I could give it back, so I could build community centers, so I could build children's hospitals. And that's how myself and my family's legacy will go on. Like I don't I don't want to play the games with the laws because they all they, it's all bullshit. Yes. From the constitution. I see what you're up. saying. So you want to use your money for good and do things on your own, which where much is given, much is asked. That's what we're yeah, supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. And I appreciate that that's what you're actually doing. What are your next moves? Are there things that you're doing? And what, what communities are you focusing on? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, philanthropy uh, is my goal, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, Full time, just giving back. Uh, obviously, I'm not in that place yet. I feel like I got to get to that billion dollar mark before I can do that. Um, no, you don't. I mean, but I'm saying to where where that's my full time oh, job. Okay. Like, you know, like that's what that's what the yeah, real yeah. rich. That's what Bill Gates is. Yeah, on. Bill yeah. Gates don't go to Microsoft no more. He sit back. <laughs> he sit back and he just who's gonna get my money today? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and honestly. I've been so focused on education. Okay. And that's why I do, I'm in DC. That's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I went to Howard to be like, so I can go, I, I speak on the Hill, all of those things about, you know, these public school systems, uh, the importance of. What's your major, by the way? Strategic legal and uh, strategic legal and management communications. It's all in the school of communications. Okay. But it's like, and, and it's, uh, the the focus is on legal communications. Okay. So it's understanding. Obviously, we're in the world of communications, mm-hmm. but to understand the law side of it, so I can you know read deal. these contracts myself and stop paying these lawyers all these exactly damn money. at least exactly and help build a found the strategic part of it is with this whole new media which you guys are a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's it's a different business model. Yep. And how to really build an infrastructure and create an empire, and uh, it's a it's a whole. Uh, academic approach and and curriculum built on this new media process that is really interesting and then you know ultimately like i feel like i'm gonna be there for a while like i want to build some institutions within howard and some opportunities and be that conduit to students to actually come to the school of communications and go on and actually be in the entertainment field in a real way oh wow but to say all of that so education is a to me what I've learned, and even through this process, no matter how much money you make, they can always take it away from you. Yep. They can never take your your knowledge. That's true wealth. Hmm. Wisdom is true wealth. So, uh, and to and I feel like as we recondition the mindsets in our communities, people understand will understand that. So, it gives me the opportunity to go to the south side of Chicago, to go to Compton, to go to Southeast San Diego, to go to Atlanta, to go to Houston, and really go to the community and see what's needed there. And I feel like infrastructure organization 
community centers, mm-hmm. th- those are the things that I wish to build. And that's why I've done that on the Nickelodeon level mm-hmm. with the Halo Awards and, and the Halo Foundation that we put together. Uh, but then at the same time, specifically to the black community. Uh, and, you know, I've been on every board of children's hospitals, to, you know, the Boys and Girls Club Hall of Fame, all of that stuff. But I want to be able to, one day, the, the dream of the goal is to have my own chain, like a Boys and Girls Club, but specifically for us. Oh, I love that. That's so good. So good for this for the community. Okay. All right. So switching gears a little bit. This is so random, but I just I want to do it because I'm dying. I'm dying <laughs> to know what you think. Random. <laughs> okay. I want to know. We all know that you have an affinity for older <laughs> women. <laughs> I do. I don't know where that affinity comes from, <laughs> but what I want to know is, give me your top five cougars in the game. Go. Yeah, oh. Start with Halle Berry. Yes, that was my first one, too. <laughs> Got to start there. Um, but these are people that I know. In it doesn't matter. Year. Okay, Tony no. Braxton is amazing. Oh, that's a good one. She's a, That's my fellow okay, Libra right like there. I, my heart. Um, do I, can I, is Mariah part of that conversation? I love, if you pick her, I think that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Mariah. So y'all don't hate each other. I like no, that. Okay. not at all. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't. Who, who's friends with their exes? Like, me? I mean, that's that she's more than my ex. That's my family for life. Nah, that's the like, mother of my children. Nah, my my mother, my father ain't cool. No, <laughs> my mom and dad <laughs> definitely have had their ups and downs over the years. I hear you. Uh, so what? Two more. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Selma Hayek. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, all day. She's not. I don't think she's. Is she married? It's, she is married. Call me. She's married. <laughs> She's married to the guy, the founder of like, or the I CEO of Gucci or something. To, yeah, something happened. I don't know. Whatever. And you gotta, you gotta keep it with Janet. Janet is all time. She is married. She's taken. So they gotta be single. The That's people? what a cougar is. Really. It's like she's the out first on three, the prowl. The, the first, are those, I don't think anybody I named is technically single. Uh huh. They're all single. Really. Tony single. Well, that's she. That's she over Hallie. there with. Well, I'm. I'm, Brian. I'm sorry. That's Birdman woman. She ain't married. If you don't have a ring oh, so on you're your finger, married. Okay, right? Okay. Right, and okay. you know, Hallie is technically still married. They they scratched the divorce. Right. See. So yeah. Okay. So just one more. Okay, I'll give you one more. Oh, God, man, this is fun. Uh, <laughs> is uh, so many. <laughs> man. Nicole Murphy. That is a good one. I didn't even think of that one. You would fight Michael Strahan for her? Have you done your research? Wait a minute. What do you mean? So something's already happened with Nicole Murphy? It's an amazing woman. Wow. (laughs) See how the voice dropped when I said that? She's so freaking hot. (laughs) I like hate her. Yo, gorgeous beyond belief. No makeup. No makeup. In the gym every day. Lord. No flaws. I'm still looking at Eddie Murphy and Michael like, are y'all insane? I don't know what them brothers, I don't know. <laughs> I don't hey. care how crazy and she like, is. And when I say like, no, it, that's what I was about to say. No crazy. No crazy? The There's always a reason though. Of the cool. So like, what's the reason? What's the, I, I think she's just a boss. She's just a, she a true queen. She, wow. I think she run it. I think it's they, the guys are the ones with the issues. That's usually the issue. She don't push up. She don't put up with the bullshit. That's usually the problem. It's not her. Like, I, I've heard all the rumors about the other ones. Yeah. But she is. Insecure men can't handle it. She is a boss walking through six foot strong, like, yes. intimidating people. She's hot. Yeah. The one that you didn't name that I would have named number one and number two is J-Lo. Oh, how could I not have named J-Lo? 
Oh my God. What are you is thinking? She yeah. You know she broke up with Casper. Casper's my man. <laughs> I know y'all do how real husbands of Hollywood together, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, Casper's my oh, that, dude. That wouldn't go but, well. I don't care. J Lo is cold. No. <laughs> Could I just hook, hook that up, Natasha? Look, if I knew J Lo, I would try to hook up with her. No, but I all you gotta do is write about it. That's true. Like, Nick, Nick Cannon says he J-Lo loves J Lo. Amazing couple. She loves young men. She invited men. me to. She invited me to her Halloween party last year, and I thought I was in, and Casper <laughs> was there. <laughs> she was Shit. very much in a relationship I was last like, year. Damn it! <laughs> I was like, J Lo invited me to the crib. <laughs> We got two outfits. I was like, okay, from 10 to 12, I'm going to wear this. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the shirt off. And I'm gonna... and 500 other people there, too. She's all, it's funny, because we did a movie together. And um, and this is when she was with uh, Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And I, I was shooting my shot. I didn't care. I went in, and she's like, I heard about you. I was like, what you hear about me? And then she's like, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I'm just saying. Well, she's 100% single now. That might, that, hey, that, you would write you about, write that. about that. Yeah, you would write we'll about that. You would write about that. Point that out. Hey. I'll help you out. Hey. I'm going to go wing woman. Hey, you got me excited. Sitting here looking at this awesome view, thinking about <laughs> J-Lo. I'm in it. So everything good with you? Everything's health-wise? I know, yeah. I know you posted something. You know what? Lupus has been kicking my ass. Like, I know. Front, but, uh, you posted something saying that, you know, people get all scared when you get in the hospital, but it's I just kind of maintenance. That's probably, yeah. It's almost like, and I kind of do that more for like my family and my close friends mm-hmm. because and more than doing it for the world, but just to show like, yo, I do got to go to the hospital every couple of months. Don't forget. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I do... You know, it, it takes 30 minutes for me to get out of bed sometime. You know what okay. I mean? Just to kind of remind people, like, this this shit is real. I, I may, you may see me with my shirt off in the videos and acting like I'm running around like Superman, but this I have a real condition. And uh, and I think I think Tony deals with that very well too mm-hmm. because to see like, she and she her flare ups and, and attacks are can are more intense than mine. They freak me out. Yeah, because hers mine kind of focus on my kidneys and my joints and, and a lot of that okay. stuff. And I can maintain it. Lots of water, working out, being active. Um, oh, is that why you say you don't drink? Well, I never I didn't drink even before lupus. Oh, okay. But uh, but it. It, it would really be a problem if I yeah. did drink. But Tony's like affects like her heart, and things like, that. and it gets it gets serious. And and you know I've I've been on you know I've been in a very serious state with lupus too, and that mm-hmm. it's never fun. But that's the thing. That's why they call them lupus warriors. They gotta they gotta fight through. If you look up the word lupus, it it means wolf. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It means somebody who could actually fight through it. So I feel like and and just so people who understand what it is, it's when your your immune system flips out. And instead of protecting you, it starts to attack your organs. So it actually is like you're an overactive spirit. You mm-hmm. have more energy than most. And I feel like your body just has to find the right chi. And and so that's how you go in and out of the hospital. Take and there's no pills cure. And trying to, no cure. And he's trying to find a balance for it. But we rocking with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody got something they got to deal with. Do? Exactly. What's the alternative? Exactly. Keep pushing. Pray about it. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell our... Fabulous readers. Uh, no. Ike, turn up. Go get it. It's real. We got Gucci Mane on there. We got Quavo. on that mug. We got uh, K. Michelle, Kiki Palmer. It's a record on there. Me and Kiki Palmer. Everybody going crazy for it because she put my shit outside. Like, <laughs> we got to shoot a video for that. But uh, it's it's a real project, and I'm excited about this journey um, that I'm, I'm jumping into with music, starting with R&B. I'm going to have my Spoken Sundays every Sunday where I do Spoken Word. So the ultimate goal is to show people different facets of my my artistic music 
but to get to a place eventually when you know we'll drop an album when the people want it but right now i'm just kind of just giving content and you know i ain't trying to be the biggest or best rapper out there i'm doing this as a true artist and this is it's my life. It's my side of the story. And I remember a couple of years ago, you kind of set people straight. And that's when I like got mad respect for I think people were like, oh, Nick is corny and this and that. He was like, you know what? I'll be the king of corny because my bank account ain't corny. Yeah, you know what? Cast these corny ass checks. Yeah. You know what it is? This is so I, the way I grew up, I had a regular life before all of this. Mm-hmm. So I don't have I'm not, I don't have nothing to prove. Like I. I, I, I grew. I didn't have like I didn't. I didn't have the silver spoon, and I grew up mm. in you know Southern California, and wanted to be the gang member and all that. So like all that macho, machi. I'm a tough guy. I got that stuff out of my system way early. When I started having friends die and go to prison and uh, for life, I was like, I don't want that. Mm. I, I'm. I, I will do any Nickelodeon's calling. I'm there. I'll be the corniest dude in the world Makes for the sense. rest of my life if it's gonna save me from these streets. And so, I I love being corny. No, I don't know if y'all know this, but women like corny men. Mm-hmm. Check the record. As long as they have a a check with that, like yeah, you, know, you gotta you be, can't be corny and broke. Yeah, you can't. No, like, it's a certain type of corny. You can't like <laughs> nobody because everybody. I understand women liking a guy with some edge and you know, but nobody wants to be disrespected. Nobody right. wants to be treated in a way. So you gotta understand how to be. You gotta one know how to make a woman laugh. Mm-hmm. And that's where it starts. And once you can make a woman laugh, or comfortable mm-hmm. that's what women just want to be comfortable they want to feel safe they want to feel secure and they want to feel happy no wonder why you be pulling all these chicks because <laughs> we always say nick be pulling these <laughs> chicks bro like how from salita to christina <laughs> here you go i mean like geez mariah Let's start there. <laughs> We're going to speak into existence. That's what gonna gonna do? You got to do it. I mean, but honestly, I always tell this to guys too. The moment you make a woman comfortable her legs will open so quick it's not even funny. And that's the thing. To me, I want her mind to open. You open the mind, everything else opens too. That's Trust how I said, so I want to make <laughs> I want to make her comfortable so I can get into her mind and understand what makes her tick so I can help create a union that where we can grow together. I don't know why men don't get this. It's like they have a lack of patience or something. Like yeah. Trust me, men out there, and leave it to she, you know Nick Cannon's telling you he's spitting game right Natasha now. Natasha giving you that real from <laughs> from a woman, powerful. Woman. If you and J Lo hook up, can you like credit you? Absolutely. I mean, credit me in every way possible. Hundred percent. Like on Wild and Out Absolutely. on Nickelodeon. Absolutely. Okay, I'm it's gonna going hold you down. to that. All right. Any last words for our readers, or readers and listeners? Uh, I think we good. I think we covered it all. We said a lot. We said a whole lot. <laughs> I'm glad that you cleared up your your we good now poli- politics stance. Yeah. And then you and I, more important, because I'm a real fan. We got to hug I, this I out. I see. Like, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I support YBF. And all we support day. you. That's love. Thank you for being our first major star I appreciate to do it. this podcast. No doubt. And congrats on your new album. Well, new mixtape. The gospel and I turn up. It's in store. It's in what iTunes. Yeah, all that. Everything. Wherever it's every at. platform right now. Yeah. Thank y'all for listening. Nick Cannon just dropped some nuggets for us, y'all. This man said he has never been in a relationship again. I cannot believe that. But how many of us have kind of felt like that after a relationship? So I kind of get it. Anyway, next up is YBF's Fooly Wang of the Week. And y'all already know what this means. It's the person that pissed me off this week with some foolery. 
And this honor goes to Real Housewives of Atlanta kind of star, Apollo Nida. Ugh. So this is what he's done now. We all know that Apollo Nida and Phaedra Parks have called it quits completely. The divorce is pretty much final. That's what Phaedra says. There's been some talk and some chatter that that might not be true. But according to Phaedra Parks, she says that the divorce is final and it's done and she's moving on. That was only what, two weeks ago that she said that? Now, this week, we're hearing that Apollo Nida, while in jail serving his term till year 2020, is already engaged to somebody else. Child, how on earth is he engaged to someone else? How does that work? Now, I've seen those shows on, um, I don't even know what, it, what channel it comes on, but the women that love men in jail, and it's like they completely change their whole lives. They pick up and move to go to go live by the prison because, you know, visiting hours and they don't want to be driving three, four, five hours to go visit their man and turn around and go home. But it's like they're carrying on a relationship with someone that they can't do real relationship stuff with. That's literally what is happening with right now. So the new alleged fiance, her name is Shireen Almufti. Allegedly, she's from Jordan and she's a real estate agent and apparently lived in Atlanta at some point. Now, they've known each other for a few years, allegedly. And I'm going to keep saying allegedly until this woman speaks out or until Apollo speaks out and says her exact name. Allegedly, they met a few years ago and I don't know what convinced her to move to Philly maybe because allegedly she might be from Philly too and now she's living in New Jersey I know that she's living in New Jersey now probably because that's where Apollo is stationed he's at Fort Dix prison also where Teresa Giudice the other New Jersey housewife um, her husband is so that's where Apollo is carrying out his sentence so it only makes sense that she treks it across the country and sets up shop in the same city as her man allegedly is serving a sentence in so now this shireen is posting all over the place she she first had a private account now she has a public account of course because now the story is out she's trying to get these hits so she made her account public her instagram account public and now we see all these pictures and words and messages about her man her king she's even posing up in a picture with a sister to sister cover with apollo nida on the cover it looks like it's from 1985 but we all know it was more recent than that she's kissing the hung up picture you know, like you used to do back whenever you hung up pictures of like your favorite rapper or your favorite celebrity. I had Juvenile on the wall. I had the biggest crush on him. I had a poster of Juvenile during 400 Degrees era. Why are you laughing, Chikairi? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she's kissing the photo like we're 15 again and posting it on Instagram and said her exact words are, oh, how much I miss this man smiley face heart girl what okay then she posts another picture she reposts a picture of apollo working out 
Um, I'm pretty sure these workout pictures that Apollo is, has been posting lately from jail are old are old workout pictures. I doubt that gym at that jail is this nice. So she reposted it and said, hashtag motivation. He was shirtless and doing these kettlebells. Like, girl, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand how someone gets involved with a legit con man who has gone to prison twice for the same type of situation. This is his second time serving out a prison term for con artistry and trickery (laughs) and sorcery. So there's always a woman that wants a man for something. There's always a match for some man. And we have to remember that when you watch that show on whatever channel it's on, these men are murderers. These men are, you know, they're in jail for a reason. They're in prison, not prison for a reason. Now, yes, we all know not everybody is guilty in jail or prison, but nine times out of 10, (laughs) that man probably guilty. And I'm not going to be the one to marry him to find out if he's guilty or not. So there's always a woman and always someone. There are some men that, you know, get with the women that are in jail too. There's always someone who falls for that other person. Sometimes it's about the fame and notoriety. Um, We've all seen Gone Girl. We know how that goes. And sometimes it's just about being lonely or it's about self-confidence or something like that. But this girl's actually a very pretty girl. She looks like an Instagram model. It's kind of weird. She's posing like in some pictures with swimsuit on and, She has a daughter, by the way, an eight-year-old daughter. And here's the most crazy part of this whole story. And this is why this really gets fully wang of the week. She brings her daughter to the prison with her to visit Apollo. Child, that, uh uh-uh, nope. Y'all have known each other from what we hear two to three years. Why are you bringing this eight-year-old girl to this prison at Fort Dix to go visit your man that may or may not be your man when he gets out in year 2020? So now her ex-husband, yes, she has baggage. Her ex-husband is pissed. And he wrote, well, he called up um, another site. He called up Radar Online and explained himself to them. He said he's absolutely disgusted by this. And he's now going to withhold child support because she's been taking his daughter to the prison and he's asked her not to. He doesn't care that he that they're in a relationship. He doesn't care that his ex-wife has moved on. But he's going to take his $450 a month, yep, 450, and carry on. He ain't giving it to her no more. I don't believe in like holding child support hostage. I don't understand why he's mad. Apollo, you are still a con artist. Homegirl Shireen Girl, go find somebody else. He's a con artist and he's in prison. No. Just no. Ugh, I'm over it. Toss his hair. Toss his hair. YBF's BF of the week goes to Lance Gross. I love what he said this week about speaking out about social issues and about celebrities using their celebrity to do just that. He pretty much became very transparent about why he, he, along with probably a lot of his colleagues and other celebs, have been a little quiet when it comes to um, racial issues or social issues. We often challenge our celebs to say, hey, you have platform and money and all these things. Say something. You see these black people getting killed by cops in the streets. You see Donald Trump acting a plum fool. 
Why aren't you telling people not to vote for him? Why aren't you telling people to vote, period? Why aren't you telling people that they need to say something and stand up and rebel and protest? Why aren't you using your voice? Lance kind of gave us a little insight into why that might be. He's had a change of heart ever since this election. He he pretty much is like, nah, dog, I'm done. I'm done playing this Hollywood game and I'm about this life and I'm about getting stuff done and getting stuff changed. So he wrote an Instagram post that we really respect and we really appreciate. I'm going to read it to you guys. Lance says, if I was a slave back when, I would have been killed. I know that. Wouldn't have been able to stand for it. If I lived in the time of segregation, I would have been beaten, thrown in jail for entering the whites only entrance. If I was a peer of Malcolm or Martin, I would march and live by any means necessary. If I knew Huey P or Bobby, I too would wear black and carry a loaded shotgun to protect the ones who couldn't protect themselves. As a celebrity, I've been a little too quiet, speaking out here and there, here and there, but not enough because I was worried it would cost me work and a means to provide for my family. But after seeing what has happened today, I'm not taking this shit no more. Hashtag always been woke. Hashtag, but no, I won't sleep. Yes, Lance. Yes. I appreciate it. I appreciate the transparency. I appreciate the honesty. And he has been kind of a lot more vocal lately. And I will say a lot of our, a lot of YBF celebs and even mainstream celebs have been a lot more vocal ever since this election has gone down. Um, all we can do is keep trying guys. Erase racism, Trump, love Trump's hate, all those things. But things are going to keep happening unless you actually vocally shut it down. Sometimes it may seem petty. Sometimes you may be tempted to say, hey, just let it go. Just don't even address it. Don't even give it any shine. Don't even give it any attention. It'll just go away. Nah, bruh, they're not roaches. Racists ain't like roaches. They still stay around. They don't go away if you ignore them. And mindsets don't change if you ignore what the mindset thinks. So a lot of times we have to call it out, condemn it, and speak on it when we see it so that perception doesn't become reality. So we applaud Lance Gross for doing just that. Thanks, Lance. All right, guys, that's the show today. Thank you so much for listening once again. Oh, my God, this is week five. This is already like we're in the midst of this. We're getting it moving, keeping it going. And you all have been with us every step of the way. Thank you. Keep up with every podcast, every every time we release one on the YBF.com slash podcast. Also on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash the YBF podcast. And just keep up. Talk to y'all soon. Trail, stay with a hundred mil, big house in the hills, ice cubes on my neck, stay where the money at, in the back, count the stacks, new bands I'm buying that, all I see is green.